everyone to another episode of Tales from the Blue Cottage. Um, for those of you who are returning to our stream, welcome back and thank you for sticking around with us this far. Thank you for listening in. We hope you're enjoying the content and uh, hope you'll continue to follow along. For those of you who are new, welcome. We're glad to have you. And uh, if you didn't know, we actually have another stream called uh, Tales from the Winter Wilds, uh, which runs on uh, the same podcast websites as Tales from the Blue Cottage, Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Apple, or Apple Podcasts, uh, pretty much anywhere you, anywhere you Google it, you'll find it. Um, so welcome. And if you are really enjoying the stream and you decide that you, uh, you would like to uh, help support us in any way, uh, we've got a few ways you can do that. You can go follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Blue Cottage D&D if you want to see some really uh, silly D&D skits and memes and things like that. Um, you can also get some behind the scenes stuff of, uh, from what we, do, what we do here from week to week. Um, and if you're feeling, feeling very generous, but you would also like to get something cool in return, you can go check out our candle company at Midnight Stray Candle Co. And that's also MidnightStrayCandleCo.com where you can get your very own fantasy-inspired uh, scented candle that we have designed uh, based on realms, places, and people within our D&D world. So, yeah. Oh, Kofi. Right. Kofi. We also have a Kofi. Um, you can check that out at kofi.com forward slash bluecottagednd uh, to help us, you know, move forward and bring you more content, bring cooler content, better quality content. Uh, we, you know, for those of you who have already contributed, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying the upgrades that you have helped us acquire. So, yeah. Um, but, oh, just keep following along. We're going to be here every week. And uh, we hope you're enjoying it. We hope you stick around. We hope you follow us on this crazy journey. Journey. And with that, let me jump into the recap. Because we, we had to take two weeks break while I was, since I was out of town. Mm -hmm. um, let me think. Last we left off, you guys made it to Iridessa. You um, had the curse of the 40-handed thief yeah. removed off of Casseros. <laughs> and then you made your way down to the docks where you ran into one tiefling minstrel named Lafleur. <laughs> um, surprisingly, there was no confrontation right out of the gate. I was really... I, I didn't know what to expect, but you guys apparently just... You, you found her a little more, uh, or a little less threatening than you initially realized. <laughs> For now. Or than you had uh, initially <laughs> contemplated. Um, so, thank you. <laughs> you should turn the phone down. Oh, yes, thank you. I should turn my phone down before it starts going, Cola! Cola! <laughs> um, anyway, so after that, uh, you met with the floor, and she had actually mentioned that she was going to be playing at the uh, tipsy tankard later that night you guys decided to to meet her and um, experience her performance again and, and perhaps perform against her this is what Castro's wanted to do is kind of a, do a, do an opposing performance across the tavern from her uh, after that you guys busted up a couple of hooligans that were trying to break into some crates of rum you went shopping you bought some new clothes you got some books um, you got quite a few books actually mind you uh, each of you did on different subjects so keep that in mind moving forward um, you found out some information about the timeless death, including that there was a 2,000 gold piece reward for anyone who was able to find a cure for it within three weeks. After this, you went to a music shop, you looked in, you bought an ocarina, you looked at uh, having some instruments made, you, oh, you paid for some instruments to have them made for, uh, for Mavis, 
as well. Not sure what you're going to get, but we'll find out. Uh, then he went to a magic shop. He found out that uh, the, the owner there was a uh, patron of the Docks Trading Company and quickly flourished her <laughs> signet ring. Uh, getting you guys some, some nice <laughs> discounts and some magic items. Um, after which, you guys returned to the Hinterval Manor. You met Colvin Hinterval's wife and uh, kind of explored the manor a little bit. You got some, you know, you, you found out that uh, it was kind of empty. It was kind of cold. There's only like three people, three or four people living in the house now. Um, mostly just the servants and uh, uh, workers there. Um, after which, you guys went to Tips Tank. You did a great performance with the four casters. Turned out fantastic. The whole tavern loved it. And you caught the attention of a very mystical individual um, who just appeared out of nowhere and introduced himself as Nicarius of Vale and told you that you would have a spot in the, uh, in the upcoming festival that he's hosting for a good friend of his um, as long as you played a duet with the Thor. Uh-huh. And that's what we're going to pick up tonight's <laughs> session. As you guys find yourself in the tipsy tankard, Mercy is steadily getting drunk. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yep. Girl, could you be a little less basic? <laughs> is it just us? Did LaFleur leave? Uh, she did. She, she mm-hmm. said she was going to go uh, mander with some friends and kind of mingle with some other people. Um, and, you, and you can still see her. She's still kind of across the tavern, um, speaking with a few people on the other side. Uh, she does. There's a couple of sailors at a table nearby, and she is she's getting a little a little touchy, a little flirty with them. Um, but they are plying her with alcohol, just buying her shots and drinks left and right. <laughs> so, <laughs> she seems to be eating it up. Nice. I would like to order some food and then maybe listen in around conversations, see what conversations are being had. Okay. I would also like to listen. In Make some checks for me. To a great start. <laughs> it's a 10. Ten. Hold on. Let me get my head. Oh. <laughs> rough. Oh, that's a nine. Oh. Seven. We're doing great. <laughs> Eight. 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 I'm sorry. Seven. Oh, wait. Plus. That is a 16. Okay. All right. Nine that's plus seven. Still that's still nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 16. Uh, 16 and a 10. Um, listening around, uh, you guys... Typical ta- uh, tavern chatter for the most part. Um, there is a little bit of talk about the uh, the timeless death. You hear uh, that apparently it took another victim um, in the morning. You hear a group of today and uh, kind of speaking. Wait a moment, let me find. I'm not sure, but uh, one person's kind of speaking. Yeah, did you hear about Hannah Carondas? Timeless death takes another. Said she was plagued with nightmares leading up to it, just like all the others. Interesting. Could uh, you could you remind me of Colvin's daughter's name? Uh, her name was Loralee. Loralee Hintaball. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did they mention at all if these, um, the person was kind of within the north? Uh, what 
They just mentioned mention her name, Hannah Corundus. Then you hear as uh, another one kind of speaks up as they're having this conversation. He just, I yeah, I told Kobe Havendall. He's pretty scared that he's going to get it next. So much so he's offering his old fortune to get it to uh, have someone find a cure for it. No one just kind of says he's an idiot. That's a lot of gold for something that may or may not happen to him. Um, there is, with a 16, you do catch someone, uh, as well, kind of speaking, he's, uh, a little further off, but you hear is this woman's kind of talking to a couple of men, just, I'm telling you, I saw it. This one guy's like, oh, come on, Margo, it, just let it go, you didn't see anything. I'm telling you, I saw some creatures just wandering around the docks the other night, headed towards the southern side of town. Whole crew of them. Scary, one of them didn't even have an arm. It was terrifying. Ah, you were drunk. Um, I'll relay that. Does anyone know a no-arm creature by any chance? This would sound familiar. Or, yeah. No, no, I don't. What about you, Artemis? Don't tap them to me. We could always check it out. See if there's anything to it. What, now? No. Oh, that's what I say. I want to get another drink. That's a great idea. Uh, another round! Uh, no, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> You still have another whole person. You really need to slow down, dear. We're just going back to the Interval Manor after this, right? Yes, but um, we don't want to carry you per se. I'm not that heavy. (laughs) (laughs) You won't have to carry me anymore. You're not that heavy, but (laughs) you're that drunk. That's fair. (laughs) Maybe half a round. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Yes, that's fine. I suppose. Bring near Odessa. No, he's like. When in your Odessa? <laughs> Zelda to come get her. Oh my gosh. Seems rather strong. <laughs> well, do we have anything else we want to do at the tavern? No, that was it. Performance. Notorious. How do you say Niterius? Niterius. Niterius guy was very interesting. He was, indeed. Mm. He's very powerful. I tried to detect his thoughts and he just brushed it off. Mm. Um, did we recognize racial features on him? He looked... He looked sylvan, like elven heritage. Maybe he had almost like a grayish tint to his skin. White mm. hair. Uh, maybe, maybe half-drow, but his ears just seemed longer than a half-elf would be. We had half-elven features, but a very, very long ears. And he didn't have the same red eyes that the drows have either. Is there anyone else performing in this place, or is it just, like, music now that me and LaFleur are done? Uh, yeah, it's nobody else is performing. Uh, you guys seem to have run off the rest of the, uh, 
the rest of the performers. There were a couple of the performers, if you remember seeing it, sitting in the yikes. crowd, and they were watching the floor, and then they just got up and just left. Yikes. Seems like there's a little rivalry going on there. Rivalry. <laughs> 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 I wonder what that's about. It'd be interesting to find out. Maybe they have some history together. Hmm. A lot we don't know. Yes. Town. Okay. <laughs> uh, food? How much is food going to run us? Uh, to get food here is probably going to run you about three silvers okay. to get a meal. I will get a meal. Yeah, same. Right. And some liqueur. Liqueur. Okay. So I'll say for a couple of rounds of drinks, uh, food probably cost you guys about, we'll say uh, six, seven silvers, probably. Okay. okay. Ooh, Well, if we don't have anything else we want to do, maybe we retire and get some sleep. Wake That's up fresh cool. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mercy, are you good to walk? <laughs> she kind of stands. She she stands up straight. I inspire her. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's gonna be needed. <laughs> oh, much better. Good. I oh. did not want to carry all the inspiration. <laughs> Four on the dex check. <laughs> Um, so, so with a with a twelve, or actually, she would have, she'd be a, yeah, twelve total. She kind of stands and or, uh, she stumbles a little bit. She, a little pat. She, she grabs the the uh, the chair and kind of. I can at least make it to the manor. I'll be fine. Right. Glad to see you're enjoying yourself. She there's a moment where there's this like look of, uh, like a blank stare comes across her face as you say this. Well, to be honest, I'm trying to. I don't know what comes next. Neither do we, dear. It's up to you how you write your journey. I mean, when we cross the sea. Right. What am I going to find? I don't know. No matter. Anyways. While we're walking back, I want to kind of stick with Mercy in the back and ask her if she's been having any of those nightmares recently. Um, so as you kind of ask this, she, um, she, a few, not as frequent as they were, but they're more intense, harder to wake up from. I still hear her voice. I don't even know who she is. Is it usually the same one, just like that, or is there any other dreams that you usually have? Normally the same, or some rendition of the same. Yes. I I, I don't know what they mean, I, I'm not sure, but... But yes, I have been still been having them. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It is what it is. It do be what it be. <laughs> so as you guys make your way back to the uh, northern district, you—it it does. Th- there is a road. There's several roads that kind of inter- interweave and. and um, Will we go by Lazlo's house again? Uh, with the direction you're going, you can. Yes. <laughs> As you kind of, uh, you're making your way around, kind of weaving in and out of alleyways, 
Um, there's a moment that comes to where you see, uh, you look off to the right, and you hear this kind of this... Like this little bit of gibberish, and then this scuttling. See anything? Or we'd have to move... Make a perception check. Seven. <laughs> We're really like so you poorly. You kind of look down on the alleyways and see what it was that you, that, that you heard. You know you heard something. Hmm. Okay. Artemis, did you hear that? Do you think maybe you could send Cheese Nip, follow whatever it was? Sure. Yeah. You can kind of shut the book. Cheese Nip evaporates. Instruct him to go and go down and see what he can see, try and not be seen. Which one of y'all watch me while I look through his eyes? Sure. Alright. So. Oh, hold on to him. Cheese Nip's eyes as you summon him. He he begins to kind of scurry down this uh, this alleyway. Go ahead and make a perception check for Cheese Nip. Point. Would I know if Guidance would transfer over to this check or not? Uh, you would have to touch Cheese Nip. It's Cheese Nip's perception. Okay. So. But I would say you could do it before he scurries off if you'd like. Sure. So. so you do have Guidance with it. Indeed. Nine. Just... Yeah, I think it's just a nine. Nine? So... Cheese Nip kind of takes off down this alleyway, chasing after whatever this noise was. Um, and as you get closer, Artemis, as you're listening through his ears and you're you're watching his eyes as he takes off down this alley, you hear it some more. This little like little little feet just running very quickly, and you hear this kind of like this gibberish. You're not sure what's going on. Can't tell how many. Creatures at this point. There's a moment where Cheese Nip catches something out of the corner of his eye, something very small, as it rounds a corner and disappears down another alley. Cheese Nip kind of gives pursuit, and as he rounds the corner again, he doesn't see him anymore. There look like any potential places he could have the creature. And when I say small, I'm talking no taller than a foot. And it looks humanoid. Did, through Chief Snip's vision, could I have seen any type of potential places this person could have gone, or does it just look like they vanished? Uh, make another perception check. Come on. Oh, good, we're rolling so terribly. That's new. It's just a straight roll for Chief Snip, I believe, on perception. Yeah, yeah. three. So, so yeah, three. Oh, freaking quick. Chief Snip kind of makes his way down the alleyway a little ways, continuing to look around. And you don't hear the sound anymore. Whatever it was has moved on. Um, uh, however, something does stand out to you. You do notice up ahead, because um, you you had mentioned Laszlo Norson's house, and you guys are pretty close to where his manor is here. Mm-hmm. As Cheese Nip kind of runs around a few back alleys chasing this, you do notice, you see up ahead, you see the back of Laszlo Norson's townhome here. And the back door is creaked open just a little bit. 
I don't know if it's gone past range, but I'd like to get the snip to go and look if he sees anything okay. in the house. And How I far are we from the house? Um, roughly a few hundred feet. You're not a few blocks, maybe. Not too far. Would I be able to listen or hear from that distance? Yeah, make yourself a check. Okay. So, what was the last one He's the one that had the tablet. 17. The tablet But we haven't or... seen him yet, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? 15? 17. 17. Okay. I'm listening in. You still don't hear, you don't hear that sound anymore. It's kind of going quiet. You hear a few dogs barking. You hear, um... Some drunkards kind of stumbling up the streets. You hear a little bit of talk inside some of the houses around you. It's a little later. It's probably like 9 or 10-ish at this point. Um, but nothing other than that, nothing out of the ordinary. So, so silence so, from the house. Yeah, from the house, is you, it, you, just, you don't hear anything. <laughs> now, being chased up being a rat. Did he pick up any smells from these creatures' tracks or anything like that? He does a. Right, make a perception check with advantage if you want to try and smell and mm-hmm. pick it up because he's got keen smell. Mm-hmm. Keen smell. It's a 10. I think. And a 6. Use a different one. 10. <laughs> where, are you, where are your other ones? I, I didn't bring them out. Gotta bring them out. You gotta have backups. No, stay loyal. No. no. <laughs> stay loyal. <laughs> when you chill, he brings bed, nothing to this game. Your character so with the no. He kind of, there's a moment where you can tell uh, she's not, like, catches a whiff of something. There's definitely something in the air that he that he's catching it as you kind of uh, telepathically ask him to sense. And he, he takes a whiff of the air and he scurries around. You can tell he's picking up something, but it, it, he's had a hard time tracking it. And I would assume that the house, if he goes to the door, like I instructed, that's past the 100 feet or whatever it is that I can actually communicate. Yeah, it's going to be past the Okay, then I'll tell him to, to go there, look in the door and so I'll be able to see, and then he can wait for us there, or if we don't show it, they'll be in five minutes to come back. Mm-hmm. So he, he scurries on up and kind of sticks his head into this back door and leads into this kind of this uh, kitchen area. Um, looks around for a minute and doesn't see anything initially, but um, make an investigation check for me with cheese nut. Seven. Seven. around, just kitchen, he oh, turns cleanse. around and he comes running back. Cleanse all this. Yeah. I don't like any of it. He <laughs> <laughs> comes running back I'll to the group. Break the connection and relate everybody to what I had okay. found out through that. Well, we need to check, check there. Who has their door open and it's silent. Silence doesn't mean anything good. From what I know. <laughs> With the, the door, door open? open? <laughs> Do you think maybe someone broke in? I don't know if those creatures went in. I mean, it, I couldn't tell if it was broken in, probably with whatever my perception checks were. So Should we check it out stealthily, or I can go invisible and send someone else in? It was just cracked open from what you could see. It was hard to tell if it but had been... leave a door open normally. And also they were banging on it earlier. That was the front door. Okay. This is the back front door. front door. Oh, okay. Yeah, the front door Ooh. earlier in the day, there was somebody trying to see if there was anybody home, and he never came to the door. So. Mm. And I don't know where those creatures went, whatever they are. Go check it out. 
do we recognize the creature that he described? Sounded like a little person. Very little. Creepy. Creepy. Very thin, very like gaunt looking. Um, the only thing of note, well, uh, with that perception check, that's all you saw. Little, little person running around a corner. Okay. By little, I mean no more than 10 to 12 inches tall. I'm, I'm all right to go take a look and see. I mean, if this man's in danger, yeah. you know, we could always help mm-hmm. him. Yep. Don't know anything about him, but... Um, I mean, there's something going on in those little creatures right yes. somewhere. Well, if we could always alert the authorities, too, if there is something wrong. We've never done that before. <laughs> well, we're just taking care yeah. of it. <laughs> Let's just go deal with it sure. together. <laughs> no, I meant afterwards. If there's something wrong. Oh, yes. Yeah. Should we... Is Mercy okay to... She's, oh. She kind of looks... <laughs> she's just standing there. She's, uh, I can... No, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> How about we take her home and then, okay. and then go back? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. Should one of us take her home and then come back? Yeah, How far are we? Stick around and uh, from, from Laszlo Norson's manor, it's a good... It's like a thousand... To 1,200 feet from the Hendrickhall Manor. It's not terribly far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a lot of winding roads through here. All right, maybe split up in pairs. Mm-hmm. Stay together. Um, we can stay with you if you all want to take her back. I can take Mercy back. Yeah, I can take her back too, <laughs> Cecilia. That's <laughs> cool. <quarter>, um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the two of you are taking Mercy back. So we try to be quick. Alright, sort of me, what are you guys doing? Holding her? I think we're just going to sit and chill, like in the street outside of his house. Okay. So you're going to like, like, you're going to go towards like the Lassler Norson's house, because like, mm-hmm. you, you guys are still a couple blocks away, so <laughs> yeah. you're going to head over just to Lassler Norson's house and just kind of hang out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make perception checks for me, the two of you, while you're hanging out there. Uh, I will cast Skedans on myself. Okay. We split the party! I know! <laughs> Fine. Please. 18. 18. Okay. 19 and 5, 24. 24. Alright. With those high perception checks, um, so you guys are kind of hanging out in front of Laszlo's house. Um, streets are kind of empty for the most part. You see the occasional passerby here and there, but not very many people just out this late at night. Um, Artemis, you do catch a glimpse as you kind of um, look up the way and you nudge at it. The two of you look a couple hundred feet up the road, crossing the road. Like you watch as this little figure sticks his head out from behind an alley, looks up and down, scurries across the road quickly, and goes to the other side. How far away, you said? Probably 300 feet up the road, as it, it seems to be going in another direction. With those perception checks, do we now recognize it a little bit more? In the dark, at 300 Just, feet, it's a little 10 to 12 inch tall thing. Mm-hmm. You could not get once. It was. You could tell it was humanoid. It was wearing clothes. Uh-huh. You could see like the cloth kind of draping. Um, the only thing that stood out is that in what little lantern light there is up the road there, like little street lanterns here and there, mm-hmm. the arms and legs had like a glossy sheen to it for a second. Like they, they almost glossed, like they, they just kind of reflected a little bit of light. It flickered off of it. And you watch as they kind of cross the street quickly. And when I say quickly, I mean fast. Like it just scurried across very quickly. Um, 
how many did that appear to be? You know, just, just, like, one. just one, okay. Just one. What in the world? It's running around. Don't know, but it's not right. No. Hmm. I don't feel safe going after her without the other two, so maybe we just sit and... Observe. So, mm. the two of you um, take Mercy back to the Hentrival Manor. Uh, which, as you as you make your way up, uh, and, and kind of... Sorry, give me a second. I just gotta keep it everything that's a bit. Is. What is my. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So you guys make your way. <laughs> so you guys make your way uh, across the courtyard, through the gate, across the courtyard, into this rather large manor. Um, as you kind of come to the door, you watch as a figure kind of peers out. You see Zelda uh, kind of. Checks, or checks through the window and uh, comes to the door and lets you in. And... Oh, welcome back. And, oh, this must be Mercy Brigham. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a, a package came for, me, for you, Mercy, from the Merchants Guild, Merchants Association. And Mercy got, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's about time it got here. What's, what is that, Mercy? She, you, and you see <laughs> as there's kind of sitting in the floor in the foyer here, there's a, there's a small chest. And Mercy kind of looks at you too. You can have it when you come back with the other two. I can't show you what it is until then. Okay? Okay. okay. I'll show you then. Okay, well, okay. drink some water. We'll be back. Push her inside. As you As you do, you feel as uh, Zola's hands kind of grab you on the shoulder. Cast Mercy. Wait, where, where, are you, where are you going in the night? Just going to check on Adam and... And are, are they okay? Yeah, no, they're totally fine. Yeah, we just left them at the bar. Make a deception check. <laughs> you good today? You got this? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we like double digits. Twenty-three. We like double digits. <laughs> Twenty-three. Yeah. The bad omen has she kind of been broken. <laughs> okay, just, just please be careful. Of course. Laura Lee was out on a night like this one. Just be careful. When what? <laughs> she kind of looks around. Before she got sick, she said that she came across a shop. She did not tell anyone except me this because and I didn't share it. I, I thought, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what I thought. Oh, what did you say? A shop? She said she came up across a shop called Curious Curiosities, and and shortly after she became sick, and I, I there's no such shop in town. I thought that maybe she was just drunk. She was out drinking with her friends, but now I all of her friends are dying too, and I'm I'm beginning to worry. And well, just please, Colvin. If anything happens to, to you all, especially Adam, uh, please be careful. She you will. didn't buy anything from the shop at all, did she? No, she did not. She just... She saw such strange things there, and I thought that perhaps she was just drunk and imagined it all, but... What did she see? A small creature, by chance? I, 
She let you watch as uh, you, you see as uh, Coulter the cook kind of comes walking past, and he's kind of just uh, got a towel over his shoulders. <clears throat> Hello, guys. Hello. Good to see you again. <laughs> Makes his way past, and she got. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't talk about it now. Just please be careful. She mm-hmm. kind of shuts the door behind you. Yike. Well, let's rush back. Come yep. back. <laughs> <laughs> Do a slight jog back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so probably be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> that one I'm familiar with. <laughs> so um, roughly 30-ish minutes later that you watch as uh, Castro and Cecilio come power walking all the way back down to you. <laughs> <laughs> got Mercy back safe. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Convey yes. what um, was told to. Sorry. No, yeah, no stories or anything. <laughs> Have any of us heard any lore surrounding a curious curiosities? Like any boogie? Mm-hmm. Well, that's something new. Boogie man. Never heard of this. That's weird. That's so sad. Did we see anything else during that? 30 minutes we were sitting there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything else quiet for the most part. Just saw uh, no, no movement in his house. I, yeah, I was about to say, if we were close enough to his house, because I have ritual cast detect magic to, to the house. So you ritual cast detect magic. Before they and, got uh, back. Let me see what you find. Good choice. <laughs> Y'all have so many notes here. <laughs> <laughs> So you uh, you ritual cast detect magic and um, kind of as it emanates, you get close to the door. There, you don't pick up anything enchanted or anything outright, but there is a little, just a faint residual pain. You're, you're familiar with this with detect magic as you, as you use it. There's sometimes there's residual magic that. that Kind of lingers in an area, and it is necromancy. Just a little bit, but it's coming from inside the house. Well, at least it's not really um, there anymore. So it was there, but now it's gone. Um, well, it's not good either way. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, I hope nothing's gone bad or we become the scapegoats for whatever went on in there. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't think we would, but you know, it's also not good to go into someone's house. Yeah, and then trespassing. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That is the only thing that has caught your attention is that every fifteen to twenty minutes or so, you do see a pair of guards. And it's something. Thank you for mentioning that. They come mm-hmm. wandering down the street. They notice you a few times, but you guys aren't. You're just kind of standing in the street talking, mm-hmm. and you do see they kind of wander past. Um, they, they seem to be making a loop in this district. Just two of them. Is the moon out any different type of... Just a regular night? It is currently a half moon. Um. Just over. I can cast past without a trace on us. The one and two, or we could yeah. always just go inside, or you could go invisible and check it out and let us know if there's anything. Pass without a trace? 
Or are you yeah. right? We could do that, or if we get close enough, I could send cheese to him. That's true. We yeah. could just send cheese in. Yeah, let's send cheese in. Scope it out. Just in case. Yeah, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what guards come and I'm comatose by the side of the building, then I'll have a good excuse for me and don't just leave me. Yes. Um, if I slap you, do you think that could be, you know, maybe a wake up and get out of it kind of thing? Probably would work, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Yes. a few times, right? So if you feel a nice smack on your face, just know. It's time to quit. Time, time to get out. Yep. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we, we can make our way over there and, and we could try that first and if we had to go in, maybe then we want to ourselves so that we don't be seen going in. Yes. Alright. Well, give it a go. Alright. Make our way over there and try and time it like after the guards have gone by if it's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to wait for another forever, but if it's... We'll just talk and look more... We'll look casual. Mm-hmm. Midnight drifters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys are just gonna hang out and you're gonna send cheese to business while I'm standing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would get close enough. Yeah. But I just didn't want to be sitting there just hanging out at his house. Okay. No, I mean, obvious, you know. <laughs> but yeah, send him in. We're at least now that I'm close enough that I can still communicate with him. Through. Right. Yeah, easy enough. You're, you're, you're <laughs> definitely within range. So go ahead and. Uh, I'll cast guidance on cheese again. All right. So cheese kind of jumps out and runs back down the alley, back behind the house, and goes in through the back door, uh, entering in, kind of pushing through the kitchen. Um, you notice up ahead as you kind of walk through, it's a pretty large kitchen. Um, not used very often, it doesn't appear to be. Everything seems to be clean for the most part. But as you push through a little further, as you round, like there's a little island in the middle of the kitchen. As you kind of rounds around it, the other side, you see pots, pans, knives, forks, silverware all scattered everywhere. Drawers pulled out and scattered all over the floor. And there's a door up ahead that's just kind of barely swung open, and you notice that the handle has been what appears to be like crunched in, like it's been broken into. Get him to go up there and look into the crack opening of the door if he can. Kind of enters in, looks into the next room, and he sees this living area up ahead, like this uh, kind of living space. Very fine, lots of very fine furniture, large hearth, um, doesn't look like fire's been burned in a while. a lot of uh, paintings and things that would be on the wall but are now on the ground, strewn everywhere. The, the sofas are pulled apart and shredded. You see cabinets that have been toppled over and turned. It looks like someone has ransacked right. this place, but nothing's missing. You see uh, a few valuable items, like some. Uh, you see some golden sconces, you see golden candelabras, um, but nothing... They're just kind of littering across the floor. Um, there is also, at the, towards the front, you can see the front door from this area. You can see a, a stairway that leads up um, to the right, just just in front of uh, just in front of the uh, the door, the main the main front door. Is it where he connects? Make a perception check for me. Sorry. Don't forget, you have a D four. Does that work for cheese nip or yep. me? Yep. Works for cheese nip. Mm-hmm. A blessed. Or cast guidance yes. on cheese dip. Thirteen. Thirteen. So as cheese dip's kind of jumping over some of the debris and the things that are scattered around the floor, suddenly he hears this kind of. And he looks over, and there's this drawer that's been kind of toppled over, and it's just kind of 
bouncing around like something's trapped underneath. With his sense of smell, can he smell whether the anybody's in the house? Did he smell make an, iron? Make another perception check with advantage as he kind of sniffs sniffs the uh, the air. Iron and a fifteen. Fifteen. You you watch as he kind of he gets his nose close and then he immediately starts to back away from whatever it is. Then uh, the I guess I just go ahead and have this was a two-story house. Uh, he's going to take a while to have to go through himself as small as he is, and I'll get I'll go ahead and break trance and let him just stay there. Can I reconnect if I leave him there? Does he vanish whenever I break? Connection. No, he stays. Okay. Yeah. I can just have him to sit still against a wall or something or under the ledge of a. Make a stealth check with him, too. Okay. Goes to find a place to hide. Ooh. Two. Two? Yep, he didn't hide very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as you, you break your connection, yep. you tell him to go yep. hide. And He's hidden. Yeah. Nice. I'll, I'll uh, relate it with everything that I've seen and, and happened. I think we need to go and. Uh, either report this we need to go in and see what's happening now because if he's there it's probably not good what's happened to him could I tell how far the guards are so if we go decide to go in that we could go in stealthily um yeah I mean easy enough you, you would have been able to hear him a little while ago when they kind of walked by go and make a perception check for me to see, how, see if you can listen to the greaves as they kind of walk in those metal greaves to determine 19 19 total yeah. Alright, so you kind of listen out. You hear the metal greaves kind of walking up and over a hill and taking a left turn up the road a little ways. And you've got, you've probably got another, based on the way that they've been walking, maybe another 10, 15 minutes before they make their way back around. Um, maybe we go inside now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn out to be seen from the windows so yes. that if somebody comes and checks out, I think we need to go and see because uh, obviously it's been drawn. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's to Here we go. Okay. Thank goodness. Nat twenty. Your guys are doing so well. Thirty twenty. Thirty twenty. Seven plus six. So I got a thirteen. Billy, use a different one. It's just not working tonight. That's eleven. So, it's 11. It was 11 because yeah. it was a 4. Okay, and then it's uh-uh. a 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's 11. That's the lowest, though. A 13. 13. Okay. We don't 15. Have a 30. What was yours, Casper's? 23. 23? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Pretty, pretty silly. Um, Cecilia, you kind of like bump into a crate as you guys are walking down, <laughs> but you quickly, like, you see your hand up and you got to catch it. <laughs> just carefully let it off. You need to cleanse. <laughs> And you guys make your way around the back of the building and um, kind of approach the, the cracked kitchen door and it's just barely it's the mood cracked open. As you kind of push the door open and step inside, uh, I will note your detect magic going. As you get to this point, uh, you pick something up. There's this enchantment magic. It is, and it's unusual because it's like a string. It's like a line. 
going down this alley, running past this back door, and shifting up ahead another 300 feet or so, and then turning left down another alley. There's this little thin trace of enchantment magic that kind of, like a thread, almost. Nothing that I can see. Right? Or is it just... No, actually. Okay. Well, hang on. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What's up with this? Here. I gotta look up some history here on this. How natural is their magic? How natural is their magic? <laughs> what do you... No, you cannot. Well, hey, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I, got, I got lost notes, like I said. Potentially. Do I roll for it? <laughs> Cannot see this. Actually, oh, this is one you cannot see. Interesting. Mm. Not too natural. Um, would I know if someone was invisible if they would show up like something like that, or would they actually just show up? Um, with the tech magic, if someone was invisible, you would just pick up. You would know invisibility is illusion magic. Okay. It's not enchantment magic, so they would pick up as like a blob of enchantment magic or illusion, illusion. magic. This is enchantment. It is a thin thread, thin thread of enchantment magic that's just kind of laying across the stonework here in this back alley. Mm-hmm. And you see as every now and again it just kind of just kind of tilts and twists. Like something pulling on it or tugging on it. So have we gone inside yet? No, you're still standing in the back, uh, back of the house yet. Okay, well I'll let them know about that. Um, do we think we should follow the thread? I mean, that has to lead to what we're looking for, right? I don't know. You would think so. I mean, I don't know if we need to... Oh, well, no, the, the, the thread, this thread, does it doesn't enter into the house, it just passes Yeah, it goes, yeah. yeah. So, That's what I was saying. It yeah. And it, and it kind of, you, you can see as, as you look, kind of look, it goes, it runs across this alley, like it runs down. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like something came, like whatever this thread is laid across the back of this, like all the way down this alleyway. So. After she describes it, it seemed to appear that that was the path those creatures went that I saw. It does. Relay that information and maybe... It's not good to split the party, but I don't know if maybe we, we need to... Maybe it might be here for a while. We go inside and check real quick and then go follow the thread. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's go inside and see what we can see. Okay. So you guys enter, and as you push the door open into the kitchen, Cheese Nip is just sitting there waiting. He's not hitting <laughs> anything at all. He does, not so want to be, he does not want to be in that room. He's like, I don't know what's under that under that drawer, but I'm not going to be in there with it. Come in. You got to put him back in the boat. Just chirps and just kind of jumps up into your pocket again. <laughs> so... Yes, but then you do see Please now the, the back kitchen. To put it like it was, so the grass come back. Yeah, easy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you enter in, you just see the place is thrashed. As you walk in the kitchen, the silverware and everything is just scattered along the floor. Um, dishes cracked and broken. Uh, you see some. Uh, you see there is a cask of wine that has just been destroyed. It was toppled over and is spilt all over the floor here. Any uh, footprints or tracks anywhere in the wine or in the. Make an investigation check for me. 
Someone was looking for that tablet. They were doing so aggressively, so yeah. it's time sensitive. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Nineteen. As you kind of wander over, you can distinctly see where there are uh, boot prints. Quite a few, actually. Probably two or three sets, kind of scattered through the uh, through the wine, through the dishes, and everything. Tracking you can see. Uh, yeah, humanoid human size. Oh, not yeah, a little bitty size. No, not a little bitty. They're humanoid sized. Um, uh, they're just kind of scattered through the. Uh, um, tra- like basically just trailing the wine, like there's just dried wine footsteps here and there. The one that catches your attention is there's two sets that are blueprints and one that's uh, like like uh, appear to be women's heels because you can see like the uh, the stiletto and you can see the um, the pointed like where it comes to a point at the front, like very fancy heels, like someone that was probably wearing some very rit- something very ritzy. Point all that out. I guess we should make our way up. Do I pick up a familiar scent at all? Um, make a perception check. Eighteen. Against all like the, the you can smell the wine. Definitely strong, lingering. But you also smell it smells like something dead. Like you smell some death in here. Yeah. Decay. Yikes. Just very faint, but as if, as if it was something that's recently dead. But yeah, you definitely smell something. Um, nothing, nothing stands out to you. Well, relayed. <laughs> something within here is dead. You have a tendency to smell that a lot. Yeah, it's not a pleasant smell either. <laughs> not gonna lie. I found that you could at that. You have an idea which way it's coming from. Can I tell it's coming from? That's the weird thing, it kind of lingers in the air. Weird. Not specifically, no. Mm. So we just go room to room and look and see what we see. So you guys make your way into the living area that has been just completely thrashed. Um, You do see now, since you've seen it through Idris' eyes, you see the little box. It's it's like a drawer that was pulled out and toppled over and it's just kind of like... just skittering around, around the ground very aggressively. Um, How big of a drawer box? Like, you know. Okay, so cat or dog or yeah, roughly, something underneath it. Could be roughly like uh, 18 ish inches long and about 10 inches or so wide. Do you yeah. think you could maybe look around for paperwork or something that, you know, could help us? Yeah. Oh, cast guidance on Make an investigation check for me. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. So, kind of looking about, um, looking for paperwork and things like that. It doesn't appear to be any in here. As you, as you kind of look around, you do see um, there is a there is one white journal kind of scattered across the ground. As you as you pick it up and begin to like sift through it, it seems to be just a uh, like this a planner more or less. As you pick it up and you kind of look through it, um, and it seems like this guy was very busy. He had a lot of deadlines and things that you notice. And as you kind of read through this. You gather he was uh, a private enchanter of sorts, um, and uh, you, you see where you just see some things kind of written in some notes, scribbled in where he needs components for certain things. Um, you do see a deadline from a couple of months back, where something was to be delivered to uh, to the docks to the Silver Libra Association. Not sure what it was, just something that had to be delivered. Um, and the deadline did it... And it, would, it appears to have been a very big crate as well. Hmm. 
and uh, you notice as you kind of like sift through, you see that every month on the uh, last day of every month, there was some kind of meeting that he attended. The only thing that you see in there is. initials and it says C L S meeting terms hand size or whatever yeah it's probably the only thing of paperwork that you find mm-hmm. those you kind of think about for all the jump kind of looking around I'll pocket that okay. try and make my best as we travel through here not to put my feet into the wine yeah. What else? Yeah, what I'll also note, uh, adding it with Detect Magic still going, that drawer that's popping around as you get closer to it, that residual necromancy magic is coming from underneath it. Oh, great. It's coming from underneath there. What? Whatever the necromancy magic is. Oh. So. I was just trying to kitten a puppy, so glad <laughs> you told me that. I was fixing to go try and peel under Should it. I try and put it to sleep and see what it is? I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Can you sleep? Uh, it's dead. Maybe she smelled death. Do you have a mage? Your mage hand. Maybe you could lift it up. Yeah, and see what we might get out. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Might run away. Is there a way to <laughs> sit within the area? Well, I want to try this anyways. So I whip out my ocarina, and I'm gonna cast sleep on it. You cast <laughs> sleep? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, roll your five d eight. Eight. Yeah. Should be five d eight. Five? Was it always D8? Yeah, it was always D8. For sleep? No, for sleep. It's always five D8. Oh, D6? No, I don't. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> might have been. I don't think so. I think you've been rolling yeah, D8. Yeah, I think you've been rolling D8. You said five? It's five D8. Okay. So you play a soft tune on your ocarina. Still shifts around. Still moving. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> Can oh. I you take one of those uh, pouches yes. that I so tried to oh, med- medically attend to somebody with? <laughs> they can't miss it. <laughs> yeah. And like lay it down where possibly I could slide this into the... Pouch. Make a slide of hand check for me. We're rolling so poor. Are you about to lift Nine. it up? Sorry, I missed all so, of what you're about to do. You slide, slide it. Up. So, so you, you kind of like a bag, take the, uh, you take it. bag and you kind of mm-hmm. attempt to slide whatever's in the store in and as you kind of push it forward it catches on a piece of wood and pops up and you watch as the drawer just gets slung up natural five however as you you watch as this this hand and the basically the front 16 or 17 inches of an arm with a little bit of elbow still dangling off lurches forward at you and strikes out tries to grab you it hops on the ground and just starts stirring about it's a can I grab it with mage hand uh, make an attack roll with mage hand make a grab check mm-hmm. can I cast oh okay. what is it? I also wanted to it's with your spell attack modifier oh it's, it's uh it's a nine I believe you, 
Yes, nine. Rolling eight. So, Mage Hand, as it kind of scurries about, Mage Hand just grabs it by the wrist and picks up what he wants to just kind of, the fingers kind of twist and turn, it tries to break loose. You see as it, it's pretty much the, uh, the entire forearm, the elbow, and then about half of the bicep, with tendons still kind of torn off, just kind of slinging about. I kind of hate that. <laughs> you guys do, it's still got a sleeve attached to it, like there's still a sleeve. The hand itself is not, it's a little, like the skin's a little blue, but it hasn't got like greenish or anything, so it probably hasn't been to be separated for very long. <laughs> and um, you notice that it seems very delicate, feminine, almost. The hands, the fingers are long and slender, and the sleeve appears to be from a woman's blouse. Because it's just kind of dangling yeah, there, writhing, right, wriggling right, around. Stuff it into the bag. Well, can I With smell it first? I want to pick oh. up the scent on it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be like oh, a dog of some sorts, if you will. We'll see. So you kind of, uh, you, you, <laughs> you reach 24? Or, yeah, wait. 24? And then 14 plus 7, so yeah, 17 24. plus 7. Yeah, so 24. So you, t- you, you get a good so whiff of it, and um, Definitely, it's still like it is that kind of still same lingering smell of death that's not strong, but you do catch a whiff of some kind of perfume on this. It's very, it's very fragrant, very nice. Um, definitely, it's a little more like plummy, almost like a plum type of, like a fruity smelling, almost. But a very nice perfume that was almost lady, whoever she was, uh, you do notice as well there is a signet ring um, as, you, as you kind of, as you begin to pull it closer to you, Artemis. Yeah, I don't want to touch it, but I get it close enough as I'm putting it in the bag to look, so I'm going to seal this piece of death up. Okay. Um, I would take a look at that ring, see if I recognize it. Okay. Yeah. So you take a look at the ring. I'll and, just um, dance the mage hand from everybody's oh, face. Oh, no, please, not well, that close. Well, no, 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 so you take a look at it away. Make a history check for me. 17. 17. So you, as it comes closer to you, you take a look at it, and um, it does appear to be a silver Libra ring. Would any of us know anything about the silver mm-hmm. Libra? You would probably know quite a bit, actually. You, you both, you and Castro's both, but no, silver Libra is a very, very well-known international uh, merchants guild. They pretty much own the Sea of Amarth, as well as most most of the Bastilar Sea. They actually sometimes deal with work with your family and trading gemstones and things like that. Many, very often times they, they work with Doc's family to, to transport goods and things of that nature. Have we heard any whispers while we've been in town of a woman missing from said Merchant's Guild? No. You're not. How strange. What do we do? Can we put the hand back? <laughs> uh, he watches the artist light, takes the mage hand, and he throws it into a bag and just, just ties it up very quickly. Uh, where's keeping it? Oh, where's the rest of her? <laughs> yeah. She must be still be alive, right? Is there any way that someone can have an arm detached and still be alive somewhere else? I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sure it's possible. I mean, yes, much about necromancy magic, God, I suppose. Despicable magic. Did I pick up the scent like, from anywhere else? That perfume specifically. 
No, you never spelled this one. Um, and you can always explore the house a little bit. Well, Maybe you have to like you have to exit. Yeah, I mean exit right. out of the house to kind of try and take a look because right inside the house it's just smelling very musty yes. wine. Um, but if you went outside of the house, you might be able to pick something up. I think I'm gonna do that at least like try to go downstairs and step out by the door. Right. Make sure nobody sees you when you go outside. Stop. I'll guide her. <laughs> All right, so you step out the back door, make a perception check. Uh, it's 18. 18 plus 7, so right. See? So you step out the back door and you, you take a whiff of the air and you get traces of it. Kind of coming from the right, heading south, like back towards the uh, towards the docks. But it's not it's not strong, it's one of those that and it and it's it's been a Probably with your survival instincts, you gather whatever what, like whoever this was probably traveled three or a few hours ago, and that that scent's not going to last much longer. You're probably not going to be able to trace it to its source, but you can get a general heading. So, uh, do you think the hand is trying to go back to its own? Oh dear, I had not thought of that. Um, we can. First things first, we've been here for how long? The guards are coming back in a few minutes. Should we not just quickly see what's all in the house and then exit and we can maybe put the bag down and see if it creeps somewhere? Sure. I just don't want the guards to catch us while Let's quickly investigate. Dead-handed. Sure. Walk mm-hmm. <laughs> upstairs. Look around the house as quickly as we can. Do I have use of all with investigation? So what, what, are, what are you looking for again? I guess just another part of the body, anything that would give into clues of who was here, you know, um, Mm -hmm. how many, uh, what. Make investigation checks for me. Can I just make a perception check since I fail investigation checks? I will guide you. You you definitely. You you can make a perception check in terms of trying to hear and uh, smell for anything that's out of the ordinary. (laughs) I feel like I'd do a little better. Okay. Eight. Nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. What was your? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. So, um, there is an upstairs area. Um, as you guys, uh, Castro, you kind of enter into the next room. There's a room to the left that kind of connects. You know there's a, there was another door in the kitchen that was still mm-hmm. closed. And as you exit, like, kind of go into the left, you see there's a very nice dining, dining room. Um, long table that's, uh, there's several, there's probably eight chairs total sitting at this table. Three on either side and one on each end. Seven of them are just completely dust-covered. Like, never been sat in. And then there's one at the head of the table that that is still pristine, it's clean. Um, you do see here as well, There's there, weren't, there wasn't a whole lot in this room, but you see there were a couple of small tables that had been toppled over and broken open. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do see where there was this portrait on the wall behind the head, the head of the table that has been torn down. And it is a painting of... An individual, as you as you approach, you see this uh, a man that's got like this um, like very well kept golden blonde beard, um, kind of combed over blonde hair. Little, not he's a little bit uh, thicker, not not uh, not incredibly large by any means, but just a little bit thicker. Looks more probably wealthier. Um, eats pretty healthy. Um, kind of wearing this yellow and blue uh, doublet. Seems to be, you kind of 
wonder over you do see that at the bottom of it is has that's the name kind of in, inscribed Laszlo Morrison. It seems to have been a self-portrait of the man who lived here. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Artemis and uh, Adeneth, you Adeneth, you kind of make your way upstairs. Um, you make your way up to the top stairs of this small, like this townhome style manor. You see there are three rooms up here. You find uh, um, a small washroom and two bedrooms. Um, kind of looking about this whole, it's all same thing. The thrash, the mirror in the bedroom or in the bathroom has been just destroyed. Um, the two bedrooms have been turned over inside and out. Uh, all the clothes scattered about in the main, uh, in the master bedroom, cabinets turned over, wardrobe toppled over, broken into. Uh, no woman, no bodies. Artemis, you continue to search downstairs and kind of go back into the kitchen. You look around, you check into these, uh, into the closet, into the pantry. Uh, once again, everything's just been pulled down, yanked off the shelves, yanked off. It's like someone was looking for something desperately, but didn't find it. Um, but. You don't, you don't find any person. Um, Cecilia, as you kind of stand in the room, as everybody else is scattering about looking for any clue, any more people, any clues of this woman that has lost her arm, you, you standing in the room with it. You said a 22? 24. 24. You hear this. Kind of like a. A breeze and a crack or something. You take your ears and you kind of place them near the, the fireplace, near the hearth, and kind of stick your ears up against it, and you hear there's a bit of air kind of flowing out from behind the fireplace. So you all reconvene back in the main living quarters. Everybody information or whatever. And you hear this at the front door. Familiar voice from earlier in the day. Laszlo! Laszlo, are you home yet? Laszlo? And you see as kind of, you watch as the figure begins to kind of shift around front windows and kind of goes to peer in. So that's Trace. Make stealth checks, everybody. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah, I was gonna. Good call. Not 20! Not 20! Not 19! Plus the 6. 18. Plus 5. Add 10. hitting the corner. Add 10. 30. <laughs> wait, 33? Oh, wait, do we get a plus one? <laughs> yeah, I cast plus one. Yeah. That's what plus one? 10. Okay, so 35. And your stealth oh, modifier. 30. Right? Yeah. 30. Yeah, yeah. So everybody this guy begins to kind of like peer in through the front window. The curtains are still drawn, so it's kind of hard for him to see him, but he puts his eyes up against the one he watches as his form kind of pushes in, looking through a crack in the curtains. You guys scatter, <laughs> ducking behind all the debris and everything. Uh, one of you shifts into the kitchen, the other into the dining room. Uh, you guys go wherever you can to get hidden. And you see this, little, this man, the same man from earlier in the day, begins to kind of stick his head through the door. Hello? I could have sworn I saw someone in there. Are you ignoring me? Lazo! He walks back over the door. Boy. Um. So, what are you guys going to do? Just hide him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just chill with him. See if he leaves. Yeah, watching this man. How far is he from where we are? 
Uh, not far. Uh, probably 20 feet-ish, 20, 30 feet from the front, like where the front door is. Can we see him well enough to know if we would recognize him as someone we've seen around town? Yeah, this is the same man that was knocking on the door earlier today. Well, I mean, like, like, yeah, anymore. like, no, no, yeah. I haven't seen him anywhere else. No. Yeah. yeah. You haven't seen him anywhere else. Like, we saw him at the tavern or down at the dogs. No, 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 you haven't seen him anywhere else this year, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he knocks for, like, a solid two or three minutes. Um, and then you, you hear his, Oi! Keep it down, there are people trying to sleep. And you see there's a little flicker of torch light, and you can hear the greaves stomping forward. And, and the man kind of says, Sorry, I, I thought one of my co- colleagues was home. Um, good evening. He meanders off down the road. Sketchy. You watch as the torch light kind of comes a little closer, and you see his um, kind of passes by the window, and a guard kind of presses his eyes against the window and looks in. There's nobody home. Turns around and walks past. Keeps walking. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what are you guys going to do for now? Oh, what, the back door? Yeah, is it safe to go? When nobody is looking. We still have a possible trace on. Um, did we want to check out this fireplace in case there was maybe a secret oh, passage yeah. behind uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Or something? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Got investigate it. Yeah. Make an investigation check, everyone. Can I do a perception check? Yeah, you may. <laughs> Actually, I'll say you can do an investigation check too if you're feeling oh. the wall and around the fireplace because you're using your touch. So, okay. you may. Okay. You can investigate Well, if I want to keep that rule, mm-hmm. it's bad. <laughs> I'll let you re roll it because I'm going to tell you it's fine. You re roll it. 11. 11? 15. 15. Say better. 6. 6. 17. 17. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for the re <laughs> So, as so you guys can kind of like shift around, feeling around the, the fireplace here and there, um, you almost give up. But then, Casper, you, you look over and you see Cecilia's hands getting close to this stone that just seems. It's a very small stone that just seems slightly different color than the rest of them. And you watch as her hands just flow down and. <laughs> something unlocks. And the fireplace shifts. Just a little bit. Good find. Now we'll push together, maybe. Yes, yeah, it's right. Yep. The fireplace slides to the side, revealing a stairwell that leads down into this basement. You see, at the very bottom of the stairs, maybe 30 feet or so down, there's this faint, pale blue light. And that's where we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jeez. So, lights of any kind are not good. Let's take a quick break, everyone, and we'll be right back. I don't trust it. Why not? <laughs> 